I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, I want you to alert the Discord, Richard. We back up. All right. No, don't. Don't waste time on it. Okay. It's, it was a, don't. I don't want to waste any more time on it. You know, um, Kata, <laughs> the Australian politician who oh, yeah. believes people are getting eaten by crocodiles every three weeks in North Queensland. <laughs> Apparently, the whole thing is that's not true. You know, coming at that video, this is a terrible way to start the podcast. Welcome, everyone, yeah. to the Cop Option podcast. Well, what I'm going to be thinking it's about been... now is these crocodile murders. No, they're not true. It was it was conservative Australian rhetoric from like 2010. Right. Okay. So they've sorted you know, like, out I the problem now. Well, I think the politician's still in power. Right. Uh, which is the real problem. Oh. The crocodiles weren't doing anything. What a niche, niche thing to talk about at the start of an episode. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up um, Let a Thousand Blossoms Bloom. I think the guy's name is Dave Catter. Yeah. It's an Australian politician. Anyway. It's very funny. I wouldn't I wouldn't be detracting from the flow so much if I didn't think this was one of the funniest videos on the internet. Right. And what better episode to, to, to detract with, from <laughs> Yeah, to start with like an Australian anecdote than one that is primarily focused on the Irish, a different country. A, a different country, although I, I would say that both use green in their iconography quite a lot. I would also say I don't think there's a single Irishman in any of the leprechauns. Yeah, I don't think in, they've ever seen an Irish person. <laughs> Has anybody in this family even seen a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome along, everyone, to Film Franchise Fortnights on the Cop Podcast. I'm AJ, and I've been absent for mm. a couple of weeks. Yeah, even like return. even when you were here, I would say you were in a sense like absent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's because I have my my blindfold. Yeah, you had your blindfold on. You couldn't see my eyes. I couldn't, um, and the eyes are the window to the soul. And you know, the we, window we the window was shut. The window was shut, but God no opened a door, which is great because doors are bigger than windows. People they are might, like, my God, much more reasonable to get through. Yeah, when people are like, God closes a door, but he opens a window, it's like, oh, well, great. This isn't as good as the door. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a show where we cover a different film franchise every fortnight, and and the last, like, sort of glinting light, the door, the, the dusk of Halloween season, uh, we're getting one spooky episode out in time. Uh, this is the only spooky franchise, really, we've done this Spooktober. I don't count the butterfly I effect. I count the butterfly effect. I don't think Imagine if that spooky. actually happened to you. Okay, you're right. <laughs> yeah, this this Fortnite, the franchise that was voted on was the Leprechaun series, which is one that's kind of hung around the 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 bike sheds after school with the mm. other horror franchises we've done. But at the same time, 
I've never felt particularly compelled to add it to the repertoire. Uh, definitely yeah. off center, you know, off center the main spotlight iconic horror villain franchises we've done. You know, if there, if there was, if there was, I don't know, Richard, some kind of list of tears, I would put your Freddy Krueger's, your J.C. Vores, your Chucky, Chucky's maybe, your your leather faces, your Mikey Myers. They're all in S tier. I'd put nothing in any of the other tiers and then Leprechaun in like D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like, like you said, it's a fascinating franchise because it, feel like, it feels like it thinks it's iconic. And it has eight movies. Yeah. Which is not the, like, that's quite a lot of sequels, you know, for a franchise that it feels like has, is, is constantly trying to be the cultural icon that it's not. Yeah. Yeah, they, there must be Leprechaun fans out every there. every be. year on St Patrick's Day. Apparently, Sci Fi, the the channel in the states, does a mm. mar- marathon of the films, and just they select three at random. Call that a marathon? <laughs> no, they mar- they play all the films. Wow, all eight. Yeah, and wow. the the eighth was a Sci Fi original. So ah. the yeah the eight films we're talking about are Leprechaun, which came out in nineteen ninety three. Leprechaun 2, a year later, and then another year later, we had Leprechaun 3. Another year later, like four in oh a row, God. Uh, Leprechaun 4 in space. And then what I would say is like this franchise's sort of like cultural impact is that they had two films in the early 2000s called Leprechaun in the Hood and then Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Mm. And then uh, we 11 years later... In 2014, they experimented with some new takes on it with Leprechaun Origins and Leprechaun Returns. Yeah. And Richard, uh, I've disco- we've discovered something terrible here. We've only been talking about this franchise over Messenger, and I'm devastated that we pronounce the titular character differently. Oh, how do you pronounce and it? I don't want to put up with it. I don't want to put up with you giving me shit for my pronunciation. You're saying leprechaun. Mm. I say leprechaun. Yeah, I think that's not that different. Okay. I so wouldn't have called you out on it. If you'd said leprechaun, which is what I thought you were going to start saying. It's pronounced leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. It's Gaelic. That's how they pronounced it. What should we? Leprechaun. 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 Uh, all right. Well, now I have to do a quick how to pronounce Leprechaun. But we know how to pronounce it. We don't need to... Pronunciation. Leprechaun. Khan! Yeah, that's the American pronunciation. Leprechaun. It says leprechaun. Okay. I'm fine with either. Okay. So, Let's move on. the first film <laughs> came out, as I said, in 1993. It was directed by a guy called Mark Jones, who has done very little else of note. Nice. And Just a create characters based on, created yeah, by yeah, Mark yeah. Jones in every single Leprechaun movie. And it's Sorry, notable Leprechaun. for being the film debut of Jennifer Aniston, although right. she since refuses to acknowledge the film. Yeah, she'd rather people think of it as Office Space being her debut. I think. Yeah, she, apparently Warwick Davis has like long said, she you know pretends it doesn't exist and then 
because she came, she shot to start him a year later when Friends debuted. Mm. But she said that, like, no, no, I'm not, like, denying its existence. I'm just embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is Leprechaun 1993 about, AJ? So Jennifer Aniston is going to stay with her dad. We should say as well, this is a delayed episode. We've spent three weeks watching this franchise. And boy, does it feel like about, it. Which is about the the limit my memory has on yeah, yeah. movies of this quality. So you'll forgive me if I'm a little rusty. Maybe you wow. can fill in the blanks for me based off the Wikipedia page, which is surely open. It's actually not. I just have my Google, oh my, my very light Google Doc oh, open. Wow, wow. Uh, so Jennifer Aniston's going to stay with her dad. She's she's like a city girl, I'm going to assume, from California, though I'm not going to fact check that. Uh, and she's moved to wherever the film takes place, let's say milwaukee Mm -hmm. i don't know um and uh she doesn't really want to be there and her dad's kind of like this north dakota her dad's kind of like a bit of a a loser i don't know why she moved there i can't remember but anyway there are some other people there there's a hot dude that makes her want to stay when she meets him there's um sort of a large man child named ozzy uh, and a little boy who is his best friend. And these are all like construction workers that are helping rebuild this dilapidated house that Jennifer Aniston and her dad are living in. Um, and while out in the like scrapyard one day, uh, Ozzy and the little boy find a pot of gold where Ozzy accidentally, uh, while testing to see if it's chocolate, <laughs> accidentally swallows one of the coins whole. Um, anyway, it turns out this is actually the pot, this pot of gold belongs to none other than a leprechaun, the, um, famous Irish, uh, little asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and so the leprechaun comes out and he's like, uh, and his, and his best approximation of an Irish accent, which I would have thought would be more important to nail for a franchise called Leprechaun than clearly what the director and Warwick Davis felt. Yeah. Um, uh, he's like, oh, I need me gold. Give me me gold back. And so they're kind of like battling against this Leprechaun that's trying to kill them. And then they realize that, oh, we can't actually give him the last piece because it's inside Aussie. Um, so instead they trick him. They, like, scatter a bunch of shit everywhere because leprechauns need to, like, clean up shit, which feels like a very easy weakness to exploit. Yeah. Uh, And then the little boy's like, fuck you, Lucky Charms, and they bash the leprechaun into a well Mm. where he's presumably uh, banished for here on forward. Yeah, what did you think of the, like, the kiss-off lines in the franchise? Um... I can only remember "fuck you, Lucky Charms" at this point. I and I think "Origins," no, uh, "Returns." I'm only bringing it up now because I will forget it otherwise. She's like, "Hey, I got a limerick for you. Eat a dick, asshole." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that can bring us to something they decided to do with Warwick Davis's character, the Leprechaun, or just Leprechaun. Uh, he's got a he's name, um, which I was like. Uh, where is where is it? I had written down. Um, he has a name. Lubden. When does that come up? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm glad you also didn't. I, like, I think the name was originally revealed in like a prequel comic. But yeah, is this like a Rumpelstiltskin situation. D- like, funnily enough, the film name? that um, Mark Jones went on to make after this was Rumpelstiltskin. 
Oh, he has a type, and he he does it fairly okay, I guess. Oh, that's uh, being a bit nice. <laughs> hey, don't be so nice. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they make a decision with him where, like, most of the time, but not all of the time, he'll speak in rhyme. And all of these rhyme across all eight movies. He doesn't speak in Origins, but all of these rhymes are, like, so poorly written. They, they kind I of think, work think- on paper. They kind of work on paper. I think the, to me, the hallmark of someone who's not good at writing rhymes is how much the person delivering the rhyme has to speed up what they're saying yeah. to get to the last word. And so you know what I'm talking about. So let's let's workshop one right now. You could say like, in this glass, I have some water. Don't tell me, son, me mum, me dad, or me daughter. Yeah, that was yeah. actually pretty good. I think compared to what. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what well, in, in Leprechaun? It would, you because you added the mum. The mum. It would be like in this glass, I have some water. Don't tell me, son, or me daughter. Like, yeah, yeah although that exactly. was too good as well. I think we're just too no, good we're at too, delivering. We're too good at this. We're actually adding some quite satisfying rhythm to a poem because yeah. you and I are too creative to be bad at this. Yeah. Anyway, you see, one one hallmark of it is like a sentence will be reversed. So it'd be like. In this glass, I have some water instead of I have water in this glass, and it's mm. you know it's designed to hit the hit the rhyme. I think it's always bad, and every rhyme that that Lubden does in yeah. this franchise is that quality. Like yeah, like they're they're <laughs> so bad, and they're, they're, there's just no rhythm to them. And to me, that was the greatest sin of the films. And what about did you think Davis needed to try a bit harder with the Irish accent? I. Uh, eh. I it, it became like his signature, so I was like, eh. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's, it's he's got like a very trademark voice, eventually, but it takes a few movies to, for me to be like, all right. It doesn't yeah, need to be Irish. can you do the voice? <laughs> okay, he talks like this. Oh, I need me gold. In this Which- glass, I've got some water. Don't tell <laughs> yeah, me, mum, me dad, or me daughter. <laughs> That rhyme I improvised should be a running joke through this episode because it's just better than any joke. Well, now it can't be because you've hung a lampshade on it. Watch out. Watch me hang a lampshade on this joke. If I were a bear, you could give me a poke. That's how bad the rhymes are (laughs) in this franchise. There you go. Uh, So, yeah, they defeat the leprechaun. Um, It's a solid three-star movie with no heart. It's it, when we watched it. Uh, well, when I watched it, I was like, "Hey, Richard, we've got another critters on our hand." And yeah. for those who haven't been listening to the podcast for seven years or however long <laughs> it was that we did critters, uh, critters is kind of our our go to franchise for one that's so full of movies and has a fan base, but is just so woefully uninteresting. Yeah, and fails to stay in your memory. At least for us, anyway. Yeah, that like, yeah, I'm. Su- and the Mark Jones was directly inspired by Critters to make this film. Incredible that that movie could inspire anything. I know, yeah, there, but he was like, hey, they have a Critters small movie. protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another Critters movie that we just haven't watched. Yeah, you know, it came out years ago, and we just never caught up with it. <laughs> yeah, the what do you think is a Rotten Tomatoes this film? Uh, I reckon like forty two percent. Too high, twenty-seven percent. Mm, bad, bad. Well, it's not bad. Shut up, AJ. It's not a bad movie. It it's is. just. I think it's a bad movie. 
Okay, it's a bad movie. We can say that. All right, we can I, say Leprechaun is a bad movie. It's one. It's one of these franchises where I'm like, these are bad, but I still have favorites, and I'm still disappointed by ones that betray what I know of the franchise. Mm, sure. Yeah. And that's just Stockholm Syndrome that comes with watching an eight-movie franchise. Over three weeks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it, like, it's... Because we... Like you said, we have sort We've been aware of this franchise for a long time, and it feels like... I mean, for a long time as well, it was Chucky was like, ah, oh, we need to we need to cross Chucky off the list. And then it was like, I guess we kind of need to cross Leprechaun off the list. But, like, mm. I don't know anyone that's, like, seen these movies or has, like, an affinity for these movies. Yeah. I, I can't imagine they're popular in Ireland. Oh, God, no. They're, be, they're horrifically offensive. I can't imagine they're popular in the hood. <laughs> I can, and they're definitely not popular in space. <laughs> uh, yeah. They... It, how much because th- this was one thing that i was interested in the franchise is that like you know when we watched fright night there's like a bunch of vampire lore in there that we were like oh this actually is actually like that vampires can turn into wolves and mist mm. and stuff like that watching this i was like how much of this is actually lore of a leprechaun and like how much how familiar with you were you with the leprechaun lore I reckon when I was like seven, big leprechaun phase. Like I just oh, yeah. was obsessed obsessed with it. Um, but I don't think I researched them. I think I just liked drawing them and integrating them. And pretending to be one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um That's and- you've been sitting on that gl- water rhyme for like for years. De- decades. <laughs> decades, yeah. Um That's why it was so I think- refined. I I don't think I knew much else about a leprechaun beyond what they generally look like and their relationship to pots of gold. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, what about you? Yeah, same sort of thing. They like gold. There's something about they can grant you wishes, which is in movie 42. They, mm. they, they steal a leprechaun played by Gerard Butler and they mm. take his gold and then they meet like a fairy who sucks cock for gold coins and they're like, score... You know, that was, I think about movie 43 a lot. Yeah, because 43. Because a lot of them, that's pretty good story structure. Like, it's horrible and sexist and gross, but it's good mm. story structure. I think about that a I, lot. I, for so long, I was watching the beer, or like when the beer blow up as a show, I was yeah. like, where the fuck do I know that main guy from? And it's like, he's got such a distinctive look and he was a main character in Shameless. And I was like, maybe I just have more of an awareness of Shameless than I thought I did. And then mm. a clip of movie 43 popped up on my TikTok. And mm. it, he's he's the daughter. He, he's the, he, the, my family daughter. Sorry. <laughs> he's the son of Lev Schreiber and Naomi Watts in that movie who homeschooled their kid. And he's ah, like, yeah. she's a pretty girl. <laughs> and it makes the like fake girlfriend. And I was like, oh, that's where I know the guy from the beer and from. <laughs> um, yeah. What a great uh, distraction from talking about Leprechaun. Yeah. Did you notice the, we haven't really discussed this in the past, but I love, especially you know, like uh, you're something like going to see a Marvel movie and you're waiting to the end of the credits anyway. Mm. I always love looking at the special thanks mm. because quite often there'll be someone who 
you know, be a friend of the filmmaker or, you know, one of the actors that like contributed to the script in some way. Like Donald Glover gets a special thanks in Black Panther, I remember, because he wrote some jokes for it and things like that. But there was a few special thanks in this film, which were interesting. Uh, George Lucas gets a special thanks. Okay, let's let's extrapolate that. So Warwick Davis obviously discovered by George Lucas. Mm. He played Wicket, the Ewok in Return yeah. of the Jedi. And he was the lead in Willow. Mm-hmm. Yep, and would go on to... So that's not that surprising. George Lucas, maybe Warwick Davis told him about the movie at some point. Well, it was because Warwick Davis was under contract to George Lucas and had to give Davis special permission to appear in the movie. That's a creepy thing to have over an actor. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he Warwick Davis had been sort of going through a dry spell with mm-hmm. acting roles and his uh, newborn son died nine days after being born. And oh he thought, oh, maybe this will cheer me up. Maybe playing a horrific horror villain will cheer me up. Yeah, he, the, the playing against the type. the Leprechaun franchise was born. Yeah. He is playing against type, I guess yeah. so. Like, yeah, it, he's usually like, playing like sort of cute and wholesome characters and this is this is like what how would you describe leprechaun he's a he's a sort of on the spectrum he's closer to freddy krueger than michael myers you know yeah yeah 100 um the other person who gets a special thanks is vice president dan quayle Okay, I don't know the extrapolation for this one. What would you guess? So he was vice president to George H.W. Bush. Okay, um, he uh, is. Does he feature in the film on like the news or something? <laughs> no. Tell me. No, his his office sped up a working visa for British actor Warwick Davis. <laughs> nice okay yeah. i i wouldn't give special thanks to the vice president for something like that i reckon really i don't think it's a i don't think he's gonna see the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows i mean the the vice president is a is a woman now though AJ. get used to it well, dude I, it's 2018 about it's 2018 get used to it so we were talking about the 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 stuff about the law of leprechauns as well that the the all the stuff with the four leaf clover that that's like how you kill it and shit that was just made up for the movie yeah i mean i'd be very surprised if leprechauns were weak to four leaf clovers i feel mm. like that's kind of their whole thing isn't it yeah well like i kind of like that they're, that he's trapped in a box by just putting a four leaf clover on top of it because mm. he have you ever be- found a four leaf clover oh years ago i've got a great story about four leaf clovers oh cool you, well you can tell that sometime thank you continue (laughs) tell it now uh i had a sick day home from school when i was 10 and i was obsessed with finding four-leaf clovers probably related to my leprechaun obsession from a few years earlier um and i could never find one and then i was just i was homesick from school and i was playing outside in my backyard and i found like a patch behind the garage that had like dozens of four-leaf clovers in it and I think there are a couple of five leaf clovers as well and no one believed me and so we like picked them all and like printed them like laminated them onto bookmarks that said like good luck on them and I think we tried selling them at a garage sale I'm sure somewhere in my parents house we'd be able to find them but I just had this one day where I found like eight four leaf clovers yeah they're not like a super rare I'm sorry I did get distracted in the middle of that uh I have some news to break to you 
What? Uh, just, Matthew Perry just died. Wow. Yeah. He apparently drowned. What? Yeah. We're covering <laughs> a franchise starring Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry just drowned. Yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. Drowned. He drowned. Holy shit. That's that's oh my I'm I'm inconsolable. Oh my god. <sighs> Heavy stuff. It's this is I'm trying to not be I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to make any jokes. It's just yeah. like it's just it's it's surprising. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Should we keep talking about Leprechaun or do we need to have a moment? Let's of talk silence? about our favorite Chandler moments from Friends. I'm very unfamiliar with Friends. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, do you have anything else you want to say about Leprechaun, the original? Um, no. In fact, I'm surprised we've talked about it for this long. Oh, yeah, good. Actually, I, I have a hard out at three, so yeah. <laughs> let's speed this up. Leprechaun 2 came out in 1994. Uh, this mm. time it was directed by Rodman Flender. Mm. Rodman Flender. Yeah, Flender. I know, I know his work well. Leprechaun 2. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what do you think this one has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I reckon like 20. Six. Yeah. We're, we're, we're plummeting. That being said, I thought this was a, better. a considerably yeah. better movie. Yeah, I preferred um, it. I think th- when when we watched the first one, I was like, God, is this the best one? In the yeah, when you watch a bad first film in a franchise and it's like, oh. I'm sure yeah. they're going downhill. <laughs> yeah. But this this one, and similar to how, like, The Purge 2 was like, this is what I thought The Purge 1 was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leprechaun 2 feels like this is kind of the movie I'd envisioned when I'd thought about this franchise. Mm. The four times I'd thought about it before covering <laughs> it in yeah. my life. Like, this one, it, first of all, the first, like, in fact, all of these movies could be the first one. Like, there is no continuity. There's continuity between the first and eighth movie. Yeah. But every other one could just happen. Because, and each each of them as well sort of end on a cliffhanger. But then the the leprechaun will just show up in a different way. Yeah. Like, regardless of how how he was dealt with at the end of the last one. Um, So this one is about, so the main characters are like a... A, an assistant to a guy that drives a like hearse around Hollywood and shows tourists like houses where murderers lived. Mm. Um, then there's the hearse driver himself, whose name is Morty, uh, and I just remembered that because of Rick like, and Morty. And why well, it's also like um, Mort, uh, ah, like mortician. Yeah. Mortician. Um, then it's the assistant guy's girlfriend is sort of, she's sort of, I felt like she was kind of the main character, at least at the start. Um, and the leprechaun shows up and wants to marry this woman for some reason. He wants her to be his bride. So he kidnaps her and the guy and Morty have to try and and save him. Um, yeah, I thought this movie was better than the first one. The first one was like a begrudging three stars. This was like three stars, but a little love heart. Like, I was like, <laughs> this was fun. I had fun with this one. What did you think of it? Yeah, I, I, I think borrowing some, some of your parlance here, but I, I like that he's a gross little pervert in this film. Yeah, he's grosser in this one. And it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Why shouldn't he talk about 
like wanting to assault women like fine make him as gross as he can yeah just like say what we're all thinking <laughs> no don't <laughs> i wasn't thinking that um yeah remember, I don't when, know, Ga- I remember just... when gary oldman like defended some racist comments by being like look it's just what we're all thinking <laughs> i don't remember this this sounds horrific yeah and then he was like well, i wasn't thinking it mm, mm. i think <laughs> that the the one the thing that sets this one apart from the others is i think it has um a really good it has really good kills in it there's mm. there's a um, Morty actually is killed because he decides that he's going to try and try his luck with uh, ca- they capture the leprechaun in an iron safe and he's like I'll let you out if you grant my wishes mm, and yeah, it ends up, he ends up wishing for the pot of gold and so the leprechaun transports the pot of gold into Morty's stomach and is, he basically just bursts open because there's a pot of gold in his stomach. And I thought that was pretty funny. Um, There's another death that contained maybe my only belly laugh of the franchise as well. Which was um, after the leprechaun sort of like failed to run down and and kill the people he's after he no he gets he gets real drunk they get him real drunk at a bar and he's nursing a hangover with a a coffee at like an espresso bar in the middle of the night um and the guy there is like all right time to go we're closing up and he and he says says some limerick and he's like oh good we have a we have a method actor (laughs) and i was like that's a great joke and then he kills him by uh melting his face off on the espresso steamer which is great uh that was fun it's fun stuff you know this one's more campy and fun well this is the thing like this is what the franchise should be like yeah i think there's only there's one film i think might be the sixth one maybe where he doesn't use any magic powers at all but it's like use them yeah like that's your whole thing and and like creative Mm. kill like the the pot of gold and the in the tummy is the best kill Mm. in the well there's some pretty good ones in returns, but yeah, it's the it's the best kill in the base franchise. Yeah, the original run. Yeah, mm. this this mm. film in the UK doesn't even have the word leprechaun in the title. What's it called? It's called One Wedding and Lots of Funerals. What the fuck? Yeah. Why is there even a wedding in it? Well, the, the whole thing is that he wants to get married. Ah, oh, right. And, course, you know, yeah. it, four weddings uh, and a funeral. Fever was crazy in the UK. Nominated for Best Picture, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Terrible wow. film. Terrible I've, I've film. actually never seen it. It's awful, dude. You'd hate it. Even, all the characters are so unlikable. Yeah, but I, I do like um, Richard Curtis films as much as I would love to not like them. Mm. This is Notting Hill. This is great film. Notting Hill's great. Notting Hill's got likable characters. Four okay. weddings and a funeral. It's like I don't want these people to be happy. Oh, I wish they would. They would. There was just all funerals. <laughs> I wish they would all die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one is the last one to go to theaters. Before. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, the only other one that went to theaters was actually Origins. Oh God. Yeah. The worst one. Yeah and this is the only one that's actually set on st patrick's day as well see this is my problem why did why did the patrons get us to do this for halloween this is the same Pat. this is the only st patrick's day mm. franchise 
And we've probably, the podcast has probably landed on or near St. Patrick's Day dozens of times over the years. Do you want me to see how many times it's happened? How many times has St. Patrick's Day been on a Monday? The first St. Patrick's Day after we started was, well, actually, no, this would have been a Friday because we used to release on Fridays, but we released the very St. Patrick's themed episode, Should Joe Watch Kong Skull Island? I hate talking day. about the early days of the podcast and you have episodes <laughs> like that just just in there. Yeah. Just episodes we would never do now, you know? Yeah, well, we don't really talk to Joe that much anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's a big part of it. That's a big part of why we wouldn't do it. And 2021, I can't no. believe Kong Skull Island has its own dedicated episode. <laughs> it's pretty good. Mm. No, it has its moments. Mm. Uh, I. That's the only time really yeah that it's fallen on on it uh let's see if next year you and i have different philosophies with this kind of thing though like i would happily release a saint patrick's day episode around the closest well no i would too but you asked me the specific question right i the only the only way we differ in philosophies is that i won't do an april fool's episode uh, like on april 4th. on anything less than april 1st <laughs> like it's just it's not funny other like otherwise like i, I don't want to necessarily get too into the weeds here but like and, and actually next year april 1st is on a, is on a monday so we can finally have our cake and eat it too Yay! but we but there like i've i've pitched like we should release just a bonus so like you know we release the episode on monday and then um april fool's day is that friday and i'm like let's just do a fun little bonus prank episode on release on that friday You're like now nah, let's just do it the following monday i'm like no but then there's no point like it's well it's Rich, just you know any other day of the year now that you're editing the podcast we can do as many bonus episodes as you'd like now I don't want to because I'm muted. <laughs> I still think yeah. we should have done the one that I suggested, but hey, which one's that? Not telling. No, I guess we'll never know unless we because we might do it one day. Yeah, we've had we've had dozens of April Fool's ideas over the years, but mm. none of them ever happened. Mm. None of them are good. That's the true. Thing. Yeah. One of the ones I remembered was I wanted to do a film franchise Fortnite's on the Shazam trilogy, yeah. like the the um, Sinbad Mandela effect, and just try and like stand a whole episode up as if they were real movies, mm. and just Which- see what it's like to try and improvise your way through, like just knowing franchise tropes. Mm. You know, I like- just yeah, I I. I- I, I nixed that one because I was like, I don't think I'd be very good at it. <laughs> anyway, Leprechaun 3 came mm. out only a year later, directed mm. by Brian Trenchard-Smith, who also directed the fourth entry. Uh, this one has an alternate title as well, although it's just Leprechaun 3 in Vegas, because, yeah, so they go to Vegas better. in this one. That's what it should have been called, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, so this one, I think... This is the best one. First straight to DVD one. Yeah. I thought this was the best one. Warwick Davis agrees with you. Yes. I reckon I would hate Warwick Davis. I reckon we wouldn't get along at all. Really? Yeah. Based off Life's Too Short, that show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I really like this one. So this one is about- You really um, liked this one. 
Yeah, I did. Is I that Stockholm Syndrome talking? Yeah. <laughs> same, same as you gave the first two. I just, I so the main thing. There's a bunch of different shit that's going on, and it's it's more or less just a bunch of converging storylines happening in a casino, mm. that where the leprechauns involved. But one really cool thing in it is that, I one of the leprechauns' gold coins is like floating around the characters, like they one will steal it off the other, and when you get this gold coin. Um, you could you are entitled to a wish, and I just thought like that was a that's a great story engine for a horror mm. movie, like this one magic thing that'll give you a wish, and you know that's a monkey paws situation, so um, it's not always good. And um, the main character is like this dude that's just like uh, he picks up a hitchhiker going to Vegas, and that's how he ends up at the casino. He follows her in, and like he gets bit by the leprechaun and starts turning into a leprechaun like werewolf <laughs> rules um throughout the film um and he starts speaking in limerick and shit um there's a like dirty the, there's a gross dirty casino ceo who um he one of his wishes is that uh the hot girl who's the hitchhiker from earlier um that she'll like fall for him or whatever and then all of a sudden she's like hypnotized and tries to have sex with him before the spell is broken or whatever and then she's like what the fuck am i doing here and then he like he dies because he's watching porn and then the leprechaun makes the porn actress come out of the screen and like kill him yeah and then there's also like this other woman who works at like the blackjack table and her wish is that she'll be she can be young and hot again and so then she transforms and she's you know <laughs> a very a very mid 90s uh interpretation of being very hot um but then uh her like lip filler and her butt and her boobs just keep growing and she, <laughs> Until explodes. she explodes. Great stuff, right? Yeah. This is this is like this is the fun, campy deaths that I was expecting to be in the first one. I didn't even remember a single death in the first film. What's the and one where like, the guy thinks he's feeling boobs, but he's actually putting his face into a lawnmower? That's the second one. That was yeah, great. That was yeah. great. Um, what a horrifying yeah. way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like this one's just I don't know the oh there's a magician who wishes to be the best magician in the world and then the leprechaun saws him in half in the saw in half box but mm. he actually just gets sawed in half great great awesome stuff and I can't recall really any plot it's just just a series of fun tableaus yeah, yeah. The, the, one thing that struck me while watching this one is that like I can't believe goes to Vegas isn't a more common sequel trope sure. It is a sequel trope, but not a common one. Yeah. Well, I mean, what other Let's, Ghost of Vegas ones have we had? Uh, the Flintstones prequel. Yes. Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah. It's a good good shout. Boy, does rock kind of rhyme with Lars, you know? Yeah. They're really, they're really letting Vegas doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you took Vegas out of it, I wouldn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Um, What do you think this one has on Rotten Tomatoes? Zero uh, percent, right? Yeah, it does have zero percent. I looked this up because I genuinely had a a naive moment where I was like, "Are the sequels rated better than the first one?" Because that's what it cut. That's they are better. Mm. And then I looked it up and was like, "Oh no, actually, literally no one else but me apparently likes this film." And Warwick Davis, according to the so, Yeah, true. He said he he said um, 
I think it tapped into the potential of bringing a comedic element to it all. Brian Trenchard-Smith, who directed that one, is an incredible director. He manages to get so much out of so little money, and that was what was great. Was with uh, that was what was great about working with him. He really got the humor. Mm. Um, it was and yeah, great. It is funny. It's mm. it's, it's fun, funny characters in this one. Interesting and funny characters in this one. There was a so at, at one point the second film was called Bride of Leprechaun. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, That's what it should have been called. Yeah, or Here's Bride what they of the Leprechaun. Been, should and, have been Leprechaun, Bride of Leprechaun, Leprechaun in Vegas, or Goes to Vegas, and Leprechaun in Space. These are all better titles than what we actually got given. Yeah. And, or like Leprechaun bets it all. <laughs> Leprechaun on red. <laughs> but so the, the, yeah, the, when, when the second film was originally called leprechaun bride of the leprechaun this one was going to be called trial of the leprechaun and Mm -hmm. it seems like the only thing really held over from it was this idea of like turning into leprechaun because i think they're originally going to do them two and three back to back and to save money on the third one they were Mm. going to have like warwick davis wouldn't be in it that much and he'd be like inhabiting other people and so like People would become leprechauns uh, and all kind of like a Jason goes to hell sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, they ended up getting getting ditched. And then uh, their screenwriter, David Dubos, was, he, he had a spec script given to the production company. And then he was given the opportunity to pitch for Leprechaun 3. He hadn't seen the previous two films, but he just got told, Leprechaun in Las Vegas, go. <laughs> and then this That's is what he style. pitched. Yeah. That's the style. Like, you don't need to see the other two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i thought this one was fun yeah it was filmed non-union to save money very cool at the moment (laughs) that's why there's like no recognizable actors in it beyond warwick davis yeah mitch tells tammy that she's fired and will never get a job in show business again weird coincidence lee armstrong (laughs) who played tammy never acted again after this film wow because she didn't join the union yeah i guess (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that was just a bit of dumb IMDb trivia for you. Hope you enjoyed that at home. Thank you so much. Been a while. Yeah. Mm. Hey, we usually we've somewhat ditched this segment that we thought was every a time segment. every time the segment comes up, you say we should we shouldn't do it anymore, and then I don't do it, and you bring it up. Well, I'm just curious, French wise, because do these don't seem like the first one is not a movie that looks like it would have made a lot of money, which mm. is usually the reason why. We round. I think the thing is that seven sequels. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that more importantly, that it was made for very little money, rather right. than that it made a lot of money. Mm. And how much of the the like audience of these films do you think Warwick Davis is bringing over? Because <laughs> yeah, even, big Willow fans. Yeah, in 1993, he was like niche famous at best. Surely, mm. like he's not even. I mean, this is pre life too famous short. now yeah <laughs> i don't know like it's just yeah is, is there a bunch of like lucasfilm nerds that really like the leprechaun films and that like kept it afloat let us know at home yeah I'm, i was hoping you had an answer to this magic question oh to to are there lucasfilm <laughs> fans out there that love warwick davis yeah you hope that i would just have that information at hand i think it's a prob- probably yes they probably are Okay, well, sounds like you had your own answer there. <laughs> so, yeah, a year later, same director, uh, Brian Trenchard-Smith, 
What do you think Leprechaun 4 in space has on Rotten Tomatoes? 17%. Yes. Hmm. That was a guess. Uh, I'm sure it was. So, at one of our only goes to space franchises that actually yeah. has the subtitle in space this is this is this goes back further than should joe watch skull island skull, <laughs> yeah. skull island like this is a episode one uh reference i, I think i believe that, it's episode two reference right ace the, ventura in space, space ventura space ventura so i have long 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 time like going back into high school been fascinated by the idea of like something in space as a sequel title and you see it in concept a lot more than you see it in title to the point where like part of me wonders did i just make up this trope so and so in space like because you don't see it a lot but we've there are we've had in space sequels you've you've got jason x jason x is the most prominent yeah um hellraiser bloodline yep um and now leprechaun yeah there you go then leprechaun 4 in space i wish it was just leprechaun in space just ditch the numbers especially because all of these films are so self-contained they don't need the numerical Mm. delineation it it is weird like you look at the title treatment and it's like leprechaun and then slightly above the n is the four and then in space is below that so you read it as like leprechaun four and a leprechaun in space and then there's just like a four kind of in the background off to the side that's like mm. it's the fourth one yeah yeah one small step for man one giant leap of terror that's the tagline they're not gonna go one small step for one small man <laughs> maybe maybe he didn't want to be referred to as the small man he's playing a leprechaun yeah <laughs> surely that's more humiliating <laughs> so what's this mm. one about all right, well, let's just radically depart from what the other three have sort of felt like. Yeah. This this one just goes whole hog. It's it's practically a different franchise. It's set in like on like this space station in, in the future. Um, they go to a planet to try and save an alien princess because he uh, wants to marry her. The leprechaun wants to marry her, and the leprechaun is just an alien in this movie. I think I he's actually he's, yeah, he's never called a leprechaun. Is he's like an alien or the monster or whatever? Which is like, is that the law? Because we've seen we've seen other lore in Leprechaun Two. We get a flashback to like ancient Ireland, a thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah, um, where he was there then. So I don't know what the deal is, but uh, they basically the leprechaun gets on the ship and starts killing everyone and they all have to bandy together to try and kill the leprechaun this is a pretty like a lot of the stuff in this movie is very fun like it looks great like the 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 captain or the the like gen the the drill sergeant basically um has got like a quarter of his skull is just this chrome dome um things like that the one of the the bad guy is like this uh german dude who's like part cyborg and it's then, very wild wild west yeah yeah and he gets turned into like a spider monster by the end it's all very fun stuff i think the funniest thing about this movie is how blatant the main guy and main woman are like just stripped of their clothing throughout the third act um <laughs> uh, you know and it would be sexist if it was only the woman but it happens yeah. to the guy as well and i was like 
is there do i have nothing wrong with this <laughs> you know the woman starts losing your clothing and you're like oh here we go no, yeah. 1990s slasher film and then the guy like gets his shirt ripped off and he's got chiseled abs and i was like maybe this is okay then the, mm. the funniest part was she's crawling through a vent and one of the like monstrous tendrils or whatever just like dips down and just tears her pants off like stripper pants <laughs> like it's, just, it's so blatant it would be yeah. so hard in real life to for pants to come off that way yeah. um there there is like yeah. one egregious nudity scene and oh this. my god it's the most egregious nudity i've ever so, seen in my life yeah so what i take it back it is offensive well, so the thing is, so the, sexist, misogynist. the the studio forced them. They like you have oh, to come. Forced? You have to have oh. boobs in the film. So the writer decided to come up with the most absurd reason for the nudity, and I thought it was pretty funny that it's like the princess Zarina just mm. like reveals her breasts to this group of people and is like, look. And they're like, oh, no. And then it's, it's, it's revealed that, like, when a member of the royal family of that planet re- exposes their breast, it's a death sentence to those standing in front of her. And I was like, like knowing now that it's like, like you you have to put a nudity scene. It's just the most ridiculous <laughs> fucking thing. Like, it's not like, I mean, like, it is sexual, but it, it's not like, it, it, yeah, it's. It, it, it's funny. They're not trying to be. They're not trying to even pass it off as like a reasonable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like t- t- they're really hanging a lampshade on it. To yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, the leprechaun gets turned into a giant at the end yeah. of this, and now there's a giant leprechaun. Yeah, and then that feels like something else that was like in the brainstorming session early on that managed to make its way all the way to the end of a completely different movie. Yeah, it <laughs> like they looks, start with looks leprechaun pretty forward. weird. Yeah, the, yeah, it's it's very green screen. Uh, yeah, they the, start they start with Leprechaun Four on a whiteboard, and someone's like, "He gets giant," and they're like, "Great!" And then they come up with the whole space story, and they're like, "How do we finish it?" And they're like, "What if we go back to that idea?" Okay, yeah, let's see, yeah. It gets giant. <laughs> yeah, apparently there was the, the the film originally was just a straight spoof of Apollo Thirteen. <laughs> Did this come out after Apollo? Uh, a year later, yeah. Wow, it feels like it came out 20 years before. You know what I mean? Like the quality of production of this yeah, yeah, yeah. feels 20 years behind Apollo. <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, um, the promo art for Apollo 13 came out and then a, an executive at Trimark was like, oh my God, like what if the leprechaun was on here instead of uh, Tom Hanks? And then that's <laughs> what spawned the in space thing for the movie. I think as well, like there's something a little bit weird about parodying a movie that's based on just a really full-on true story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it is. Like, it's funny, like, this film... This film is crazy. Mm. But it's also kind of, like... It's very, like, by-the-numbers crazy. Mm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It feels very restrained in its wildness. Yeah. But like, it, is it feels like, like it, it is it is familiar with all of the wonderful tropes of the in space sequel which mm. this wouldn't have even been the last one this does this predate jason x it does yeah isn't that interesting jason x feels like it's the like formula refined of the in space sequel to a horror movie franchise but it feels like it feels very like in on the joke in a way that makes it like less cool you know what i mean yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. This came out the same year as Hellraiser Bloodline. 
I remember nothing about Hellraiser Bloodline. Hellraiser Bloodline is like they call it like an in space sequel, but it's a prequel because remember it has um has Adam Scott in it. It has Adam Scott. That's all I remember in the in the prequel part, and then Mm. yeah, so it's not like yeah, yeah, it's not you know like a Mm. the same kind of in space sequel as this. This Mm. is like this and Jason X are like the purest forms of it. I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd say Jason X. I I prefer Jason X so much to. I love Jason X. I prefer Jason X to Friday the (laughs) Thirteenth. Yeah, kind of. I guess so. I I just think that like this was like I I just felt tired watching it, and maybe it's because I was on my third day of COVID isolation. Um, but mm. I was just tired watching this one, and I kind of I I'd liked where the series was going, and to then ditch it all and do like a almost Starship Troopers esque like <laughs> space movie was like this is so different and just weird that like the leprechaun being a leprechaun isn't incorporated into the plot at all mm. like that feels like the biggest sin of the movie is like this should be more a, a leprechaun based how would you not. include some of the classic the the uss clover would be the name of the ship that's yeah my... i I, just, I think that the i don't think the leprechaun should be an alien i think it should be about the leprechaun ends up on a spaceship Mm. like like a thousand years ago he's trapped in whatever and then that whatever ends up on a space like it's like a crate or whatever and that yeah like a time capsule yeah yeah they're just they're taking north dakota to a new planet yeah they're taking north dakota to a new planet of all the states to take (laughs) yeah yeah north north dakota but north is in italics now (laughs) yeah Oh, apparently Matthew Perry had a heart attack in a jacuzzi, apparently, and drowned. Oh, my God. So he had a heart attack. Yeah. God, I was picturing, like, in the ocean. Like a Jeff Buckley situation. Who's that? The singer famously did a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah and drowned. Drowned because he did the cover, or? Uh, I reckon let's, let's ask Leonard Cohen if he had anything to do with it. <laughs> Yeah. Also, there, there was there was like a um, Australian prime minister who just disappeared. Yeah, Harold Holt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just walked walked into the ocean, and now there's a swimming pool named after him. Yeah. In Australia. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, Leprechaun took a little bit of a break after going to space, as a Mm. lot of us would. And well, he, at the end of the movie, he's let out the airlock where he explodes. So I'm not surprised mm. he and then took a break. And then his hand pulls the finger at them, which apparently uh, was a reflection of the director's view of the absurd nature of director-video sequels, according to a, an IMDb <laughs> trivia. Okay. Um, and interesting as well, isn't it? Because I guess this is a Jason X situation where this must be the most future set yeah, yeah, Leprechaun yeah. film. Mm-hmm so yeah leprechaun went to the hood in 2000 interestingly and i will probably just talk about this in conjunction with leprechaun back to the hood uh interestingly can you spell that for me can you spell maybe the most the first word you learned to spell when you're a kid 
the the is spelt with an a in this uh it's, Some it's sort of like only in the sequel yeah in yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in leprechaun in the hood it's just t-h-e and then what a, the second one is yeah. back to the number two t-h-a hood i wonder why yeah maybe like it, it's almost like after making the first one it was like getting permission from their black friends to be like <laughs> We're going to make These, the second this, one a little bit more hood. This, this movie has getting permission from their black friends vibes. To <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> who's the director? Uh, Rob Spira directed the first one. Uh, Stephen. What? Aram <laughs> Louis. Um, Cut this out one. if it's wrong. Those sound like white people names to me. <laughs> Those uh, are the most white, white name directors, white name sounding directors. Yeah, um, they, um, yeah. Uh, oh, what? Correct, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is uh, what is Leprechaun in the Hood from 2000 about? Um, so Leprechaun in the Hood is. I'm trying to remember which one's which. Ice T is in the first one. Okay, so it's the Ice T one. Yeah. Okay, so it is about a trio of young rappers who um have visions of like creating a market for like positive vibes rap like they don't want to rap about nasty things and so they they pitch it to ice t's character who we see in a a prologue um (laughs) had a run-in with the leprechaun once where he managed to steal his magic flute uh, which has given him fame and fortune as a music producer um and ice t basically tells these guys hey you guys aren't rapping about uh, beating up your girlfriends, so I don't want to sign you. He literally cites that as something mm. he doesn't like about their music, that it's not about smacking your bitches up. Um, awful stuff. Uh, have we seen Ice-T in Film Franchise Four Nights uh, before? That's a good question. You keep, I'll, I'll search and you keep talking. So um, they decide to get revenge on him by breaking into his house and like stealing all his stuff. And one of the things they steal is the mysterious gold medallion that's around a stone leprechaun's neck. Um, and this this is what turned him into stone. So they take that, leprechaun comes back to life, and it all ends up being this big f- fight uh, to... Like they they steal the flute, which gives them like success in the music industry, while Ice T's chasing them, the Leprechauns chasing them, until a bunch of them die. Um, there's a there's a when did this movie come out? Two thousand. Two thousand. So there's a very uh, problematic portrayal of what we'd now describe as a trans woman mm. as as one of the characters in this film. Um, which is already the way this character is depicted as like, okay, this is pretty, pretty damning. Yeah. Uh, and then, then that character runs in with the leprechaun and it was like, this really is the deciding factor of what side of history this movie's on is how the leprechaun interacts with the, the trans woman. Right. Because I was thinking, watching it, I was like, you could, and it would be by accident. It wouldn't be good through good faith, but it would be by accident that like, the trans woman and the leprechaun like get along like i could team see up. that yeah team up or something like that but no the leprechaun just kills her um and uh he kill the leprechaun then also kills a bunch of characters a bunch of the main characters including the main characters who again dress up as women at the end because they know that the leprechaun is a pervert and they think they can seduce him into giving the, they could the white magic flute him. back yeah they could white chicks him um 
And he's he's busting out. He's got like no game. He's busting out the worst no rhymes he's got in the bank. Yeah, he's just like he makes references about them giving him head or something, and it doesn't even rhyme. Um, but anyway, they don't even. I think one of the characters survives, and the rest get killed by the leprechaun. And then it ends with the leprechaun, ladies and gentlemen, doing a rap. That's right. Uh, yeah. And and a scene which feels inevitable when you've got a movie called Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah. But it was we've talked about how like piss poor the rhyme schemes are <laughs> in the movie so far. This is the like, this is the like this loses a star off its rating bad. Yeah, yeah. Like this is like such a poorly made, poorly produced rap. I thought it was like holy shit bad. Like yeah, yeah. holy shit. It makes you go holy shit how bad it is. Mm. And I think this until. Mm, I think there's one worse than this movie, yeah. but it's worse for a different reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being Origins. But yep. this is this was like, after four movies in a row, which I'd begrudgingly been like, these are all all right at least. Mm. This one was like, okay, this is pretty fucking bad. Mm. So, uh, from what I can see, we haven't seen Ice-T before. He does appear, oh, looking at his filmography, he appears in a movie called Frankenpenis which mm. the link to on Wikipedia was purple, meaning I've looked at it before. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like what the hell? I don't remember looking at a movie called Frankenpenis. Much like the head of the titular Frankenpenis. The thing is, you you click on it, and it takes, <laughs> it takes you to the Wikipedia page for John and Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> oh, God. Who, oh, my God. This yeah. would have been the porno he made after getting his dick reattached. What, what he appears as himself, Ice T does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Ice T does. I thought you mean John Bobbitt did. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. Uh, he appeared in the adult film John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut. <laughs> oh god! And I then, don't want to yeah, get into Frank this. Frankenpenis. <laughs> Frank he also. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, and Ice T is in it apparently. Wow. Sorry for that. Sorry for being responsible for that uh, tangent, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Oh, what good did on you him. think of of Leprechaun in the Hood? It's pretty fucking bad. Like, mm. yeah, I, uh, yeah, not a fan. The 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 idea. So Brian Trichard Smith was, you know, um, who directed the last two, was asked about coming back for this one. His pitch was that it would have uh, had Leprechaun finding his way into the White House. And it would have seen the little imp infiltrating an oafish but well-meaning first family as a political satire of the Clinton era, as that was the director's favorite president. <laughs> However, the studio tried to... You know, satire of your favorite president? Yeah. Wouldn't you do one of your least favorite president? What the hell? Yeah. Trimark turned it down, feeling it was too out there. You just went to space, Trimark. Yeah. Get a grip. Get a fucking grip. I think that sounds a lot better than what we got. Yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. The little imp. Mm. Yeah. Oafish but well meaning first family. Yeah, no this is yeah. Did, did you think this is like offensively bad? Well look. Be- because time time's been kind to it a little bit. More so back to the hood, I think. But people mm. are like that it's you know, like a modern day black exploitation film. But then yeah, I, I, I think so. that it was like the the black exploitation films of the time, like the seventies, like talk, talking about um like Dolomite and those kind mm. of films, it's that it's more like that was like the 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 black people involved were more in on the joke. It seemed than that's what I was one. gonna yeah. say. Is that like uh, it's it's as black exploitation as a film directed by white people 
could be yeah you know one thing i'll give is every scene in both of these movies it was like is the is warwick davis going to say the end <laughs> yeah, yeah. like if the, the, both of these movies feels like it's a ticking clock until that decision was made and to their credit they kind of make a joke out of what you're expecting that to be in yeah, the yeah, second and yeah. back to the hood yeah. uh, where he says it's established uh, i can do we want to talk about this now or are we still talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. and back to the hood there's this weird joke where the characters are like, no one says the N-word anymore. They say ninjas. You say, what's up, my ninjas? Yeah. And that carries throughout the whole film. And then at one point, the leprechaun's like, what's up, my ninjas? And I was like, fuck, I hate that I like that. I hate that this joke that felt like it was looming over these two movies ended up being something I thought was pretty charming. <laughs> yeah, there's also the line... Um uh it's the only like one of his rhymes that i can remember when he's like a friend with weed is a friend indeed but a friend with gold is best i'm told <laughs> that's a good rhyme yeah you know some of his best work is in <laughs> leprechaun in the hood and back to <laughs> yeah i mean what do you think of his performance generally like other than the accent um i just i think like i think i think it's cool to have a to see a version of like the the pennywise almost mm. robin williams genie being like a a horror i mean i guess that's freddy krueger i it's guess pennywise. To, 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 what did i say <laughs> you, you, you said like to see that kind of like pennywise or robin williams genie be used as a horror villain <laughs> the one of your examples was a horror no, villain so, an er, i mean an early <laughs> yeah, version right. <laughs> of it uh, but i guess it just comes back to freddy krueger because he was using dream magic yeah, all yeah. the time um but yeah i don't know like it's fine. I think um, that rap at the end of it's this is a funny movie to ask what I thought of his performance in because yeah. that rap is like literally one of the worst things I've ever seen and and Warwick Davis should live in shame because he performed that. I think. Wow. Um, Not because of life's too short. Also very bad. Have you seen all of life? I I know I watched the like viral clips of like Johnny Depp and Liam Neeson, but yeah, what, what, that's the only thing worth watching about. Yeah, it. what what's so unlikable about it? I just think like all without I think that the Gervais sphere yeah. right and all the people who make stuff with them they got too obsessed with making unlikable protagonists in yeah, their right. comedies and it got in the way of making something a bit different but like I think Hello Ladies is worse than life's too short mm. that there was Stephen Merchant's solo one where he just plays like a bad person yeah. who can't get laid and it's like what am i supposed to feel sorry for him he's the worst character in the show <laughs> um and this was this is similar where it's like i just think there's a version of life's too short where warwick davis is the only nice character in the show mm. and i think that would be better than him also being an asshole uh, yeah like i i haven't watched afterlife but the the netflix show he did but ricky gervais did but like mm. it clips of it pop up on my tiktok from time to time and it seems like the entire show and apparently apparently people say it's quite good but like it seems like the entire show is just ricky gervais writing arguments for him to win mm, yeah i mean that's what all of his stuff feels like I would yeah say. that's what derek feels he's just not the one doing the arguing in derek yeah i, I haven't seen really any of derek i, I love Which derek woof that that's got to be a 
uh, don't want to revisit the Ricky Gervais plays like an autistic person TV show in 2022, 2023, yeah. do we? Um, yeah, I like Dexter's, but even that rewatching it, like his character's so much more of an asshole than the show needs him to be. Yeah. I don't know. That's my problem with like sort of that wave of British comedy is like, I actually quite enjoy liking my protagonists in comedies. I don't <laughs> Sorry, really... liberals. I actually enjoy liking my protagonists. Yeah, and it's just like, it's just like a horrible, I don't know. He's just, life's too short. He should have been a good guy and everyone mm. hates him. Like, I think that still taps into that, like, self-deprecating British comedy mm. without, where he can still be, like, someone you back, someone you side with. Yeah. Did you notice in Leprechaun in the Hood that the film crew used extreme long shots and no camera angles? That was due to the film's low budget. No camera angles, huh? <laughs> it's just a black screen. Everything in the film is just not even a black screen. The absence of vision. Yeah. Because there's no yeah. camera angles in it. This is the opposite of the Batman for, that came out last year, which had, mm. uh, as the person behind me so rightly put, too much cinematography. <laughs> uh, so leprechaun back to the hood right? yeah so they they've been to the hood they go back to the yeah. hood and apparently it, like i read this sentence that was like due to the negative reception of in the hood they decided to do a direct sequel to it mm. it's look like i, I okay like it seems like there was an executive that was like no him going to the hood is a good idea we're going to do it again (laughs) (laughs) and there's a moment in it where i was just like did they expect this to do well and if it did would this just be what the leprechaun franchise becomes i mean they they, they left it here so i Mm. i kind of think yeah, that's what it was. Like, like, like I said at the start, like this is the enduring legacy of the Leprechaun franchise is that there's a Leprechaun in the hood and back to the hood. Like, mm, yeah. I, I, yeah, these are the kind of movies that people think they can like teach you about, but it's like, no, I've known about Leprechaun back to the hood for like 15 years. Yeah. I just haven't seen it till now. Yeah. Um, I think, so what's this one about? It's about like a crew of people one of them's like a drug dealer that no one trusts mm. um and they discover the leprechaun's gold and just like flitter it away oh, yeah. on <laughs> on just like extravagance and stuff uh, and then the leprechaun comes after them the main thing i remember is there's a scene where the one of the characters drops their phone and the leprechaun picks it up and he's like hello and and there's a woman on the other end she's like who am i talking to and he's like oh this is a this is the leprechaun she's like oh yeah how how tall she starts asking like what do you what do you look like do you are you handsome and he's like oh i like to think so and he's not he's a disgusting little monster well he's and, in the eye of the beholder <laughs> and then he's like describes like what he's like and then he ends with explaining how tall he is and then the phone they they hang up and he's like hello hello and richard that has happened to me wow uh, i've i have told women <laughs> i've told right. women what a disgusting little freak i am and they've been fine <laughs> no with i it. hid that part <laughs> i hid that part it was when i told them how how tall i was that they just stopped talking to me <laughs> do you have any noteworthy stories where that has happened no just just really sad ones oh yeah nice do you want to share is this just on dating apps or like uh, well, I don't think, I think if, if I met anyone in real life who didn't want to go out with me because I'm too short, 
um, they would have just been very clearly not interested in me. Right. So I wouldn't have got to the point where I'd discovered that that was the reason right, why. Yeah, yeah. Excellent stuff. Um, Excellent stuff. Yeah. So that was the main thing I remembered from this movie. I don't even remember how this movie ends. I think I was like long gone by the time this movie ended. Do you remember how it ends? Yeah. They, um, oh, they, 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 uh, encase them in concrete. That's right. Yeah. yeah they encase them in concrete. A surefire way to get rid of the leprechaun. Yeah. Would that work on you, do you reckon? If I got encased in concrete? Yeah. Yeah, are you implying I'm a leprechaun? Is that where this is going? I well, I mean, AJ, I'm just adding adding facts together. I'm just I'm just noticing you said that you were obsessed with them. You found a bunch of four leaf clovers when you were younger. Yeah, you you're, you've you, you flawlessly did that water daughter rhyme. Yeah, I tried to do a bad rhyme and couldn't because I'm just <laughs> that good of, yeah. of a wordsmith. Yeah, are you a leprechaun, AJ? I don't think I'm not. Have Irish. you ever dressed as one? No. That feels like something you should do. You're lying to me, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I think you should. Mm, okay, I will. I will now. Oh Keep my god, he's he's go, he's gone and got changed. We're back. AJ is dressed as a leprechaun. He's thrown together some green stuff from his room. He appears Where to have been drinking green paint. <laughs> Did you know let's, the, let's, the paint grandpa meme? The what? <laughs> the paint grandpa. No. It's like my grandpa ate, uh, drank a bunch of paint thinking it was something else. And it's just this photo of the guy with like paint around his mouth and he looks so confused. Paint. Um, <laughs> paint grandpa. grandpa. Oh my God. I typed in P-S-I-N-T-G-T-S-N-F-B-S because I was just a letter off for every letter. <laughs> Paint gra- oh yeah man this is great this is good stuff <laughs> this is a vintage paint grandpa this is good stuff there's halloween costumes on it yeah i saw i, I saw someone that dressed up as paint grandpa to a party um just recently and no one got it i had a dream this morning as i was like dozing as i was waking up that my halloween costume was um uh, I was dressed as Dipsy the Teletubby, but in the giant suit that David Byrne wears in Talking Heads. <laughs> oh, so, so, like, like, so like you're Dipsy and then you have that suit over top suit of that. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was like, in my dream, it felt really clever. And then I woke up and I was like, there's no portmanteau or rhyme yeah, yeah, yeah. that works there. It's, it's like, I get it. You're like, if, you know, one of the, one of the Teletubbies was called like, Something that rhymed with a talking heads. Well, surely you'd be able to come up with something. Well, an impeccable wordsmith such as myself, you would think so, but Mm. not in this case. Yeah. All right. So we've we've been to the hood. We've been back to the hood. And Mm. now it's time to go back. Where is this guy from? Yeah. Let's find out the origins uh, of this little guy. So, yeah, in 2014, WWE Studios brought us. Leprechaun Origins, directed by Le- Zach Lepovsky. And I know you're Where wondering, would this podcast be without WWE, WWE Studios, Studios making random sequels years later? Yeah, so the reason it's WWE Studios is that uh, the wrestler Hornswoggle appears as the Leprechaun, but as AJ, when you recount the plot, you can probably inform us that he looks a little different. Well, for starters appears as the leprechaun is like quite the 
claim in a movie where you don't really see the leprechaun. Yeah. This is one of, I reckon, one of the worst reboots we've seen. Absolutely. Easily. This, so imagine, if you will, people, you've seen six movies where Warwick Davis plays this cheeky little imp, this little leprechaun. Little guy. And, you know, like him or not, he is the reason why the series has gone for yeah, that long. Absolutely. Because he is, he is like, it's a character. It's a character with characterization and we more or less enjoy seeing that over and over again. This movie dares to ask, what if the Leprechaun wasn't interesting? Because this is a reboot where the Leprechaun does not speak, you barely see it, and it has sort of an animalistic... uh, It's like a little zombie. It's like a 28 Days Later zombie. It's inspired by subterranean mole rats, apparently. (laughs) Okay. So... The only thing it has over the others is that it's set in Ireland. The other ones aren't set in Ireland. This one's set in Ireland where no Irish people exist. It's all just Americans doing Irish accents. Um, And it's basically about a bunch of American backpackers who are lured into a a house to stay in for the night by an Irish man in a pub. Um, And the whole thing is like they're cursed with this little leprechaun that they need to continuously feed. So all the teenagers, well, they're not teenagers, but all the characters. And you you get this cast of characters, right? And you can tell based on how they look, the order in which they're going to get killed off. Like there's just, there's the like, the smart girl who's like, obviously she's going to be the last one left alive and then there's like this dude who was in like diary of a wimpy kid and just the look of him is like this is what an actor looks like when he's going to die in a horror movie Mm. uh and so yeah they just get picked off one by one by this a lot of the leprechaun stuff is done from like the point of view of the leprechaun where it has like predator vision (laughs) um and yeah it's just really boring and yeah nothing happens in it i was and- very surprised to because also like you get wwe studios to do it you get a wrestler to play the leprechaun and it's like oh he's going to be you know doing some of that like bravado sort of wrestler mm. kind of stuff that like a wrestler playing leprechaun is not inherently a bad idea but it's like why is no. he doing this like dark serious interpretation of it <laughs> apparently yeah, so gross. director zach lepovsky uh despised the original movies and you can tell he says he wanted to make a scarier leprechaun movie that was more grounded in reality ironically this is the movie that fans considered the worst of the of the franchise for being too serious with no charm or humor and dylan postel who's Hornswoggle, who plays the leprechaun said that he'd never seen any of the previous ones which the director told him good and he has since chosen not to view any, as he wanted his performance to be his own creation without the influence of prior films. He said that he thought he'd never seen the other films, but he thought his version was better and felt the audience would walk out saying, what was the name of that other guy that nobody cares about who played the old one? Nobody cares. It's funny. If you guys listening to this haven't seen Leprechaun Origins, I cannot state enough how little the leprechaun appears in the film. Well, he, like, he appears to be quite little in most of the films. <laughs> Very good. I'm on your side here, Richard. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> making fun of you. Don't combat my point. You just you set me up for a joke, and as a word, as a fellow wordsmith, AJ, I would have thought that as a little <laughs> as a little guy, 
who's a wordsmith, you would be. I'm just saying that it's funny to hear the actor like espouse so much of yeah. his process for a movie in which he never has an in focus shot in it. Yeah. And if he is in it, he's got he's caked in makeup and has no discernible personality. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not a character. It's just a force of nature. And it's so boring and such a a boring dark gritty interpretation of the idea of a leprechaun it borderline feels like this is not that we shouldn't this is like and this is the thing of i i don't like this franchise but this makes me so mad yeah the only thing that connects it to the other movie is that they they reuse the line fuck you lucky charms yeah in it but it's like like i i'm not against the idea of like yeah make a film about a leprechaun that's like you know a dark and gritty retelling but it's like because it's already been done it you know that that changes the what you can do with mm. the character but yeah like mm. and it, it, it on its own it's not necessarily a bad idea but it's just that mm. you've crammed it into this completely different franchise but god i missed the hood yeah. um, I I think that the the thing that frustrated me the most about this right is you call the movie Leprechaun Origins. You call it this after seven mo- six movies mm. where you've seen the Leprechaun. The last, by the way, in Back to the Hood, they actually go into his origins. So I was like, <laughs> uh, I wonder if this is going to hold up. Um, but not only is it not the same Leprechaun right mm. it's not warwick davis's version of the leprechaun so not only are we not getting the origins for the only leprechaun i would want to see the origins <laughs> the movie itself isn't an origin story for the leprechaun that appears in it yeah it is they briefly explain where it came from and the, and it's set in modern day so it's not even like it's the origins for the leprechaun in the film. Mm. And just call it leprechaun. Why yeah. is it called leprechaun origins? It's so weird. Yeah, like if you had to give it a subtitle, what would you call this one? Um leprechauns because there's multiple leprechauns at the end. Nice. Uh this what what we haven't said, what do you think this one has on Rotten Tomatoes? What about leprechaun home country? Back nice. to the mother back to the mother country. Um, Ron Tomatoes. I reckon we're looking at like two percent, zero percent. I can't remember if I said, but uh, in the hood and back to the hood have thirty three and twenty respectively. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this movie sucks. This was such a. It, it also has just that like, that like so like gross low budget look to it. That it's like yeah, yeah. low budget films look a certain way again. They look like they looked a certain way. Each generation has its own like how they look, and this one—it's just like a flat, weird. You've re- usually tints. like very blue, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, gross movie. It's fucking suck. Like fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah th- it was followed. We got one last film to talk about, and that is Leprechaun Returns, which came out in 2018, which is an ignores all sequels um of all the franchises to have an ignores all sequels since the first one sequel yeah this is such a and this like predates a lot of the ones we know well, of. it came out the same year as, well. as halloween yeah mm. um 
yeah so this this pretends the the superior sequels to the first yeah, one yeah, does yeah. that i think that's what i find funny about it it's like oh yeah because those sequels were so bad mm. that we've got to ignore what you know everything from the after the first one um yep so it's about the daughter of jennifer aniston who and i'm not trying to uh, this is just what's in the film in spite of recent events Jennifer Aniston's actually died in this one wow um, and her her daughter is going to the uh, uh, she's she's going to the house where the first one took place which is now like a sorority house yeah um, and uh, she like, meets what up was Alpha Upsilon which is um, AU which is gold gold very nice uh, so she goes there and um, she she gets driven there by Ozzy, who returns from the first one. Um, and there she meets um, three other sorority sisters um, and two dudes, one of whom looks like he's like 35. <laughs> it's so weird. The filmmaker dude, like all these other, the, the girls look like they're like 18. Mm. This dude looks like he's like in his mid 30s. It's crazy. Uh, and yeah, uh, the leprechaun manages to escape. It actually kills Ozzy. It climbs out of his stomach, and then Ozzy appears as a ghost throughout the film because that's part of the internal logic of the series. Oh, yeah. Apparently, that there's ghosts <laughs> in it. Um, look, it's just them trying to defeat the leprechaun. The main thing that that made this movie better than what I was expecting is the deaths in it are probably the most awesome deaths i've seen in, a, in, in any slasher in a long time yeah yeah, yeah. like these these are pretty great kills they're, so they're great and, I, and that's why you made it's one of those things it's like this is why you made the movie because you just had some cool ideas for kills yeah and it's it's also like i think about this a lot where it's like horror movie enthusiasts of which i would say i'm like not really one yeah, you know yeah. like i'm i'm a I, I enjoy them from the outside but they're always talking like oh the kills have got to be better in the sequels but there are so many horror movies like I could I could name you so few kill cool kills that I've actually seen and then this one is like full on the, so the best one I think is the first one which is the, there's like a fuckboy character who gets killed because the leprechaun like telekinetically detaches the solar panel from the roof yeah. and it slides down the roof and like slices him in through in his whole he's in half but from like like so his whole his the back of his head and the front of his head are sliced in yeah. half and then both sides you see and it looks pretty great and yeah, they fall either side and you get a bird's eye view of like a cross section of a human yeah i was like fuck that got my attention in yeah. this bullshit gross movie and <laughs> um, warwick davis does not return in this but it is a guy Lyndon attempting Porco. to Lyndon porco mm. Wow. Um, and he, he, his first rhyme in the film is like one of the worst rhymes in the frame. I can't remember what it was, but it was that same something thing about like the, we're his talking daughter about. and like a glass of water or something. A glass of water, something like that. Um, so we've got that death. We've got a, a another person, uh, a woman dies when a like sprinkler <laughs> yeah. is shoved, shoved into in her, <laughs> into her, like, well, it's, yeah, yeah, she's impaled on the sprinkler and then it starts going pst, 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 with blood. Yeah. Great. What Great an stuff. idea that yeah, you yeah. that you make all these contrivances to allow to be possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought the worst death was the thirty-five-year-old filmmaker guy 
um he gets decapitated by his own drone and it's just like the drone the drone is flying toward him and he's in this wide open space and he's got about 10 meters before he's getting Mm. killed and he just backs up into a tree and i was like run away dude it's a fucking drone it's not gonna catch you you can also Um, like grab drones pretty easily yeah yeah (laughs) The Leprechaun also rides the drone in this movie, which felt like, yep, this is the 2018 yeah, Leprechaun yeah, yeah. movie, you know? Um, who else? Uh, another woman, like, falls on, like, a trowel, and that's, I think, the last death. But that, that one's cool because they, they explode him, but then he turns into a bunch of tiny little Leprechauns, mm. um, and I thought that was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. it's like, they think they've won, and then, yeah, she just yeah. fucking dies. But the, yeah. what do you think this one has on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, thirty percent. It's forty-five percent, which actually makes it the highest in the franchise. I'm not angry at that. Yeah. I think that it has much less reviews than some of the earlier ones. True. I think it's like it's tiring. It's very tiring to get to Leprechaun Returns, yeah. and it's like God, may he rest in peace after this. May may he never return again. Um, but I mean, it doesn't look too. It looks. It's quite a flash looking movie and Mm. those deaths make up for a lot of the shortcomings like it's boring and weird and like yeah i didn't i thought i thought a lot of the decisions in it were kind of strange but yeah whatever get a little stoned watch (laughs) it with your friends and it's a fun time i think um so jennifer aniston does not appear in the film but you hear someone doing a bad impression of her voice of of rachel from friends yeah yeah. but the Um, thing is that it's like people can do quite good impressions of jennifer aniston Mm. and then she's they didn't pick i didn't think they picked someone very well there's someone on snl does a really good one they should have just got her yeah no so this the this happens when the leprechaun's trying to convince the main character to let her to to let him get away or whatever so he does does the mum's voice um yeah uh i it's interesting isn't it i feel like i think about this a lot now that i've been making short films and you see like no name actors and things and Mm. i'm a lot more like like you can tell like for example the woman and the man who are like fuck buddies in this film you can really tell that those actors like would have met on the day Mm. and now have to like be like super sexy around each other it's things like things like that i'm picking up on now because because when you're casting stuff like that you you like make them have sex in front of you don't you Mm. well it's part of the process (laughs) no i don't know it's just it's just like some of the actors in this have pretty good comedic chops and some of them Mm. uh very much guns for hire kind of thing one thing that i think that we haven't seen in a while that's a trademark of i think bad a bad film and especially a bad sequel is um they find the pot of gold that they need to give back to the leprechaun so he'll leave them alone but it's mostly empty and one of the characters revealed that she'd already found it and she'd like traded it at a cash for gold place to uh fix up the house and all this sorts of things and and like this is how we'll get it back or whatever and i was listening to them explain and i was like too complicated Mm. this is remember legally blonde three legally blondes how like Mm. the trial that plays at the end of it is the most complicated backwards like it's just it's just so annoying to try wrap your head around Mm. and like it made me realize that like good movies are actually simpler than bad movies like you would think you'd think good movies are more complex but a lot of the time it's actually not that at all and this is a situation where i was like this explanation just don't put it in the film it's too complicated (laughs) 
Yeah. The um, so Warwick Davis, uh, yeah, actually was asked to come back, but declined, saying that his view of horror has changed significantly become, since becoming a father, and he doesn't think he'll appear in any more horror films. But has later said that right. maybe he will when his son turns eighteen. Where Harold's his son? Uh, I, I actually couldn't find that information. <laughs> oh, but weird. the uh, alternative titles were considered: uh, Leprechaun Lives and Leprechaun Renewable Enemy. Oh yeah, there's this weird through line in it of them like like talking about like being like environmentally conscious, but the movie feels like it's making fun of that. Like it feels it feels pro climate change. This movie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because one of the characters is like an an environmentalist, mm. and they use this as like just constant fuel for no pun intended for jokes about it and yeah like there's lines there's when the leprechaun gets set on fire at the end he goes and they say there's no global warming and i was like who says there's no global warming first of all like that what a funny thing to say and they say (laughs) about uh, and also, like, it's just why, because you're on fire. What a what a minimal joke that yeah. is. <laughs> but yeah, so, so Warwick Davis is not above returning to the franchise necessarily. Apparently, mm-hmm. the original director and him have been speaking, and uh, Lionsgate last year said that they were actively seeking out pitches for a new Leprechaun film. And yeah, just this year, uh, apparently, the original director, Mark Jones, and Warwick Davis have discussed um new ideas and he said he's interested in seeing it uh, adapted for television he said ah that is the next yeah logical step for leprechaun yeah warwick davis wanted to do a sequel where they go to the old west and part of the gold rush which is like yeah of course that's where you take the character leprechaun gold rush yeah and yeah very just recently in the last couple of months Hollywood Reporter has announced that they're rebooting the franchise with Philippe Vargas directing. But there have been a couple of other things happen throughout uh, history. What's Philippe Vargas done? Let's just have a look, shall we? Uh, it's like a short film called like Milk Teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't have Wikipedia okay. page. Ah, very, very good. Yeah. So... Yeah, there was famously, uh, we've talked about it on a, on a previous episode, but that there was a crossover with Candyman in development after the box office success of Freddy vs. Jason. But Tony Todd was like, fuck no, you're not reducing That's, my character to yeah. that bullshit. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've only seen the Candyman reboot, but it does not seem like the kind of movie that would gel well with Leprechaun. Mm. Yeah, and the the director of four of the Saw movies, Darren Lynn Bozeman, uh, expressed expressed interest in um in doing stuff in 2019, and he wanted to do a more direct sequel and demand that Warwick Davis would come back and wouldn't try to change the tone of the series, and said, you know that the the popcorn flick sort of fun stuff is what appeals, and all these fucking losers are so like adamant about like you know like oh we can't betray the tone of the series and it's like first of all one of these movies is set in space it's a completely different tone to the other ones mm. like what a funny thing to be sacred about the leprechaun franchise well th- th- this is this is in the wake of like origins coming out and being like look i'm not going to try to do that because you know if you've got to like if you if you're saying and you you're contending with proper leprechaun fans you're saying oh we're going to redo leprechaun people are going to be like oh so he said that it would be somewhere between Back to the Hood and the first film would be his 
tonal frame of reference. Okay. Again, a lot of tones in that spectrum, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> and so where does yeah. your continue the franchise, AJ? I reckon time? we'll have come up with the same idea. You ready? Mm-hmm. I reckon we've both got the same idea. Yeah. I reckon we, you know, we've seen so many of these horror franchises. They they always have the, they have the space sequel or the 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 tonal reboot or the like return to or the sequel that ignores previous sequels. We haven't had a meta leprechaun mm. sequel right so i'm thinking it's a movie and initially i was like you get peter dinklage but maybe it's actually better with literally warwick davis yeah yeah or maybe it isn't let me let me pitch it and then we can workshop it together it's about a dwarf actor a little person actor who is offered the role of something like leprechaun and he's like no i think i think um peter dinklage's character in elf how like how that character's set up um and basically it's about a little person actor who is like really mad at the roles that are offered to little people that they're always like you know little monsters or whatever yeah um but he's he wants to be taken more seriously all of this happens and then the leprechaun shows up and he's got to contend with now he's got to fight an actual leprechaun for the role <laughs> yeah or something like that yeah exactly right like so I, I like the idea of someone being like i demand to be taken more seriously and then almost like a batman joker dichotomy of the leprechaun shows up and represents everything he hates about how like his his representation type of is yeah. represented yeah um so i think you could do it you could do it two ways you could do it with like you cast peter dinklage and maybe warwick davis returns as the actual leprechaun and it, no you, it's you still gotta like, do warwick in a dual role well, that's what I'm thinking. Is it actually Warwick Davis plays himself? Yeah. And it's, it's, li- it's, it's a life too short yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice. We got there in the end. Hmm. So now it's time to... Rank- Wait, what's your... What's your continue <laughs> the franchise? Uh, I... Yeah, look... Again, looking at um, what other, like, horror tropes and sequels we've seen. And, like, I was sort of... Because I was like, yeah, Vegas was, like, such a good goes to the thing mm. and down leprechaun down under leprechaun there down under is great yeah leprechaun like a, a more like a period pc kind of one like leprechaun um and like the setting of like prey the predator prequel you know mm, take it to mm. the, like the planes <laughs> let's go through all the tropes that have been in all the other horror movie franchises that yeah what seen. else have we had so there's where does Halloween go? Oh, yeah, or like, um, yeah, Ghost of Manhattan is like an obvious mm. one as well. Mm. Like the Muppets. Mm. Yeah, the classic horror franchise, the Muppets. The Muppets. Yeah, I, I think there's just, there's still a lot of untapped um, horror sequel tropes that you can still use. Mm. And yeah, just keep making them. Keep making, keeps hanging in there, guys. Mm. Because we like it is we we don't have franchise sequels like three or goes to space anymore. No. Yeah. Um. What if like I thought lip like I'm kind of mad they used the title Leprechaun Origins because yeah. like the start of the second film where it's set a thousand years ago in Ireland, mm. you could do a whole movie there. Yeah. You know. Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, now it's time to rank that franchise. So over on letterbox.com slash cultpopshow, we've got a ranking of all 185 franchises we've covered. And people uh, have played along with this at home. And some people have managed to get exactly correct where we have ranked and... Let's see if this one, if we can, if we can trick them this time. So this one is obviously going to be fairly low, I would imagine. <laughs> it's frustrating because if it had kept the momentum of the first, let's say four, yeah, I, th- I honestly think it would be like, uh, I don't hate this, so like it would maybe make it into like, I don't know, the one hundreds, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I think it gets, it just absolutely sinks in that in that back half. And so let's let's go to its its contemporaries. We've got Hellraiser and Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot at one nineteen and one twenty. Do we reckon this is better or worse than Hellraiser? Worse than Hellraiser. You reckon? Yeah. Think think about how bad like that second to last Hellraiser movie was. Yeah, I I feel I, like I that was, was more worse enjoyably than bad than Origins though. Hmm. Hmm. But but would you say you prefer any of the Hellraiser movies to any of the Leprechaun movies? No, maybe. Yeah, I would say I would say. The, I would say the first Hellraiser is a better film than any of those. Maybe. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So you think is it is it better than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboots? I don't think it is. Yeah. I actually think that that's better than Hellraiser. Now that I'm thinking. <laughs> so beneath that, we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Little Mermaid, Ace Ventura. I reckon we're looking at something that overall has more quality in it than Ace Ventura. Yeah, but not as much as The Little Mermaid. No, it does. It is better than The Little Mermaid, that you trilogy, reckon? isn't it? Think about how nothing those sequels to The Yeah, Little but Mermaid how good are. the first one is. But that's not how you rank a franchise. You don't rank it based off one good movie at the start. That's just a good movie. I'm putting it between Little Mermaid and Ace Ventura. Okay. <laughs> so that puts it at 120. Like, like, no, 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 now I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> nah, well, we just want the segment to be over. <laughs> so, what else have we got left to do there, AJ? Uh, we have got to decide on what our next franchise is. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to draw a random number and that'll correspond to a list of franchises. I believe we're heading into what we deem nice vember which is where we've selected a bunch of easier to watch franchises which to be honest we really need after three weeks and eight leprechaun movies um so this it's still a pretty big list it's just shorter franchises and more pleasant watches i guess um so richard if you want to pull up the random number generator and then i'll tell people where to find us if they liked this i'm just going through a make because there's a bunch on here because we only look at this once a year and um, there's much we've already covered, so I just had to take a few off. But yes, I will pull out the random number generator. You tell us where we can find people. Alrighty. So if you enjoyed this episode, please consider following Cole Popcher on X and Instagram at Cole Popcher. You can also um, join our Discord, which is in the show notes. Come there and tell us why you actually really love Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Uh, and. If you want to support us financially, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Oh, Sorry, everyone loves this. It's at www.patreon.com <laughs> slash um, where you can get involved and uh, do all sorts of, th- sorts of things. You can tell us every second franchise we watch, what it needs, to, what it should be. You can um, get exclusive podcasts that sometimes come out on time um, and you More can be a part of the post. <laughs> 
post credit scene, which we'll we'll get to after all of this. So, Richard, what is the random number? Forty-five. And what is the nice Vember franchise forty-five, oh, Richard? All right, let exciting. me just uh, pull up so I can get some facts about it. <laughs> um, no, that is just a page for the actual thing, not for the franchise. <laughs> oh, what a clue! Yeah. So it's called something that's just a thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. It's it stars uh, not Ice T, but another another cold actor. Vanilla Ice? No. <laughs> um, Coolio? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. Give me another clue. Uh, it has ice in the name. And it's not Vanilla Ice. And I don't know any more ice. Ice Cube? Yes. Is it Friday? No. Oh, it's his other one. That would have been fun. What's his other one? Are we there yet? <laughs> no. Um, ice Cube film franchise. I don't know. Uh, we're going to be covering the Barbershop trilogy and the spin-off Beauty oh Shop. Oh my god, I've seen these. <laughs> I thought you had, that's why I was like, yeah, weird that you didn't guess it, but yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know if that's the nice I was hoping for a nice member, but I'm sure they'll be pleasant watchers. <laughs> uh, Alright, we'll tune in next fortnight for the Barbershop films, guys. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned after this music ends for the post credit scene. And... Um, stay lucky get fucked lucky charms or whatever they say yeah, at the end of these nice. films uh, yeah alright how many movies have we covered how many franchises have we covered that are about a green guy Shrek Leprechaun, Turtles The Mask Shrek you've done that you've stuff. counted this before I'm pretty sure I know I reckon yeah. I have as well yeah. <laughs> I come from the land of the Irish Spring Dublin's the place where I learned my thing. From the Emerald Isle to your place in the hood. I'm the man of green, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Blunt is dope, this place is hype. There's a lass, she's just my type. I hate your resort so soon to money. Haven't been late so long, it's happening. I'm so bad. Welcome along to the post-credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate five dollars or more over at patreon.com slash cop pops you get to give us something to talk about in this the post credit scene richard who's it from and what is it today's one come to us from benjamin adams who writes what's the franchise that most deserves a video game that doesn't have one leprechaun mm, it's weird like leprechaun yeah it's, I, I genuinely think it's leprechaun the, but just that like the idea uh, I, i'm gonna like i think we shouldn't limit ourselves to like doesn't have one because so many franchises have a video game but it's like what one Mm -hmm. deserves like a mainstream sort of thing Um, all right imagine imagine like a saints row grand theft auto style city sprawler mm -hmm. like pretty tongue-in-cheek like you can it's a sandbox kind of game right um and maybe it's an online thing maybe it's a um what's it what kind of what no 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 more like what's dead by daylight called Uh, asymmetrical um yeah yeah asymmetric thing um where you you run across the city and every game you've got one goal richard and that goal is you've got to get a turbo man doll nice. uh, for your child for for christmas uh, but you're competing with every other player who also has to get a turbo man doll mm. um and you can become turbo man at the end of it <laughs> i must become turbo man <laughs> i must become turbo man <laughs> 
I would say the like a um a a Grand Theft Auto Saints Row type thing, but your one mm. weapon is the Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> and you just go around and finding you know crimes. you know how, how fucking tedious it is to write shit on a playstation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's that. like that's the whole game yeah 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 what or about a, or a, a, um, um what's the um uh phoenix right but it's um legally blonde yeah yeah nice what about a kissing booth video game which is what she should have pitched yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of the kissing no, booth. what about just like an esports thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.